1: You should have an affinity for the West Virginia High School quarterback. Apparently you don't. I do (laughs) in Tyson Bajan. I believe in Tyson Bajan. He belongs. And the Chargers are (laughs) caca. Well, you know what? I saved everyone on the Football Night in America crew from the ultimate embarrassment of a clean sweep for the Chargers because, as we know, cosmically, karmically, If we had all taken the Chargers, the Bears would have won that game. (laughs) I took the Bears. Bears lost. You're welcome. Everybody gets a win. I get the L. I don't care. Good. I didn't want to set us up to become a Chargers slash Bears meme. So, you are welcome, and uh, I wish I had taken the Chargers to beat the Bears in hindsight. Yeah, I, I in hindsight, hear. I wish I'd been selfish.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, you didn't, so eat it, okay? Uh, I wish that the Chargers and their social media team came out with something creative. They're the best social media team in the business right now in the NFL. I wish they would have done something to crap all over you. That would have been fitting. I would have enjoyed that. I would have liked that. I wish they would have done it. I should have emailed them and reminded them to do that after the Sunday night pick segment. I wish I did it. We
1: were even in Two of the categories last week against the spread and best bets. We continue to be horrible in best bets, but I did win the straight up competition. 11 to 5 to 10 to 6. My lead is now up to two games. Once again, we disagreed on three of the contests, including Chargers Bears. I would have been 2 and 0 against you straight up if I had just gone with the Chargers. Oh, well, that's life. We move on to week nine. And I was happy that we both were on the right side of five hundred. We had a rough week. I had a rough week last week. I was six and seven with thirteen games. I'll take eleven and five with sixteen games this week. Fourteen games, and this week we're going to get to all the picks one at a time. That's what we do here on the Chris Sims Unbutton, PFTPM Joint Mega Picks Podcast. This week was a little difficult. This week is a lot of close games. There this is a lot of is close a lot of games. a Coin flip. Agreed. Agreed. This week. This week, I was not looking
2: forward to. It, anyway, it's anyway, always a coin flip. It. And Even then the you know, I mean, let's for you're two and zero, oh, but like, come on, you had a shamrock up your ass with a horseshoe up there in your Jets Giants yeah, fucking game. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. Jesus. So what? Yeah, so what? So what? So exactly what? right. Won. The so league what? is crazy. I know. Jets I went won. one and two in best bets, and I wasn't sure if I went 0 and three. I thought I – for because I saw, I think, the current line last week, I thought I got backdoor covered in the Eagles-Washington game like I got backdoor covered in the motherfucking Ravens-Cardinals game. <laughs> so even when you make the right picks and you go, it's really right, you, you freaking lose anyways, and I'm pissed, and I'm going to win two out of these three categories. I am. I'm going to do that. And – one more thing. Wow. Why I'm on a rant?
1: I got backdoor covered. I had the Ravens too. Yeah. So it, okay. All right. So that went
2: both we ways. We both went okay. two and one. Here's the other thing. Yeah. Here's the other thing. I'm going to throw out there, and I meant to say this on PFT today. Um, you know that Eagles sweatshirt you got me? It's awesome, right? Yeah. It's so cool, everything about it. I love the way it looks. I can't wear it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Why? I can't do it. Cause I bleed blue in my veins, baby. I bleed. So Big blue. you put it
1: on and your body rejected it. I like literally,
2: I literally put it on on Monday night and was walking around the house. Or no, it was Tuesday night, and I went, I, I can't do it. I, I, I felt like a hypocrite. <laughs> I just couldn't do it, and I had to take it off. And I folded it, and I was like, <laughs> I told my wife, I was like. Who can I give this to that's an Eagles fan? I was like, I can't wear it. It's like it's one thing for me to wear, like, maybe something that says Rams on it, right? They're not a rival of the Giants. They didn't beat my dad up when he was when I was growing up. The Eagles, on the other hand, it's personal, and I couldn't do it. So, great sweatshirt. Thank you for getting me it. I will not be wearing it again. Well, wait. <laughs> if you're not going to accept it, bring it
1: back. Bring it back like the fur coat that they bought after they <laughs> – they, uh, Pull the Lufthansa heist. Bring it back. Bring it back. I'll take it back. I'm going to sell it for a pink uh, Cadillac. That's what I'm going to do. Your, your uh, Johnny Rose beef <laughs> yeah. didn't didn't turn out well for Johnny no. Rose beef. And it Mrs. did Rose not. Beef. That's for damn sure. Spoiler alert. It didn't turn out well for most of the people involved in the Lufthansa heist. All <laughs> yeah. right. Um, by the way. Speaking of heists, every week this season you can play along with us, DraftKings. Has, I don't know that DraftKings would appreciate being connected to the Lufthansa heist, but nevertheless, every <laughs> week you've got the free $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick'em Pool Pick every game it gets to spread for a chance at a $1,000 prize pool every week. Did I mention it's free?
2: Download the DraftKings app, click on the pools tab, and enter the free $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick'em Pool to make your picks or visit DraftKings.com slash pools.
1: And just like us, you must enter all of your picks before kickoff of the Thursday night game. What's wrong with me? I got I- a doctor's appointment coming up. I should be grim, Damn. not laughing. Look
2: at you! What are you all giggling any- about over there? What you got? You
1: all giggling over just, there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm in a good mood for some reason. I don't know why I'm in a good mood. This extra hour of work and I got to pick games and set myself up for fucking ridicule. This is the worst hour of the week, but let's have some fun. Let's get to it. Thursday night. I can't enjoy the games. I can't enjoy the fucking games. I got to root for my pick. I got to root for my pick Monday night. You know, I'd kind of like to see the Raiders beat the Lions, but I picked the Lions to win and cover. I got to root for my pick fuck that. All right. Thursday night football.
2: Here we go.
1: Titan at the Steelers. Steelers are three-point favorites over under 37. They will play Renegade in the fourth quarter. Will the Steelers prevail, Chris?
2: Gosh. I mean, I know you're going Steelers on this one. All right? I mean, this is... How do you know? Well, I don't have my phone. Well, because you're a Steelers fan, this just lines up to Steelers, pasta, meatballs, Florio bullshit talk here, okay? All right? You know, but I sat here. I know you. we talked about the game earlier today. The Titans are comfortable playing in steeler type of football games right one score field goal fourth kit fourth quarter hard hitting football games that way right you know i do think that the ty- the big question is the quarterback is levis Can he handle renegade, you know, the Pittsburgh creativity on defense? Is he going to hold the ball and get strip sacked? Like, that's the only hesitation I have in the football game. I think Tennessee is better than Pittsburgh. I think Tennessee will run the ball on Pittsburgh. I think Tennessee's defense is going to make life miserable like everybody does for Pittsburgh's offense, right? So it is about Will Levis and just taking care of the football. I think he's going to do it. I'm going to take the Titans. Thursday night football. Crazy stuff happens. I'm going 17-16 Titans. Up you up Ooh. yours up your terrible Ooh. towel and up your renegade ass right there, okay? Well, happy Thursday.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh oh, mama. I mean, fear for my life for the long arm of the law. Here comes Christopher. Look, I think you got to coming down to a field goal with the Titans making it. Right. I've got. A gust of wind coming off of the confluence of the three rivers, yeah. sending that kick wide to the left, and the Steelers hold on to win 16-14. That is absolutely the score That's i amazing. That's amazing. 16 Because Because I, I'm i trying to hedge here. Yeah. I Because I wanted to do 16-13. I think the final score will be 16-13. But the spread is three, so as we always do, we either make it two or or four right. when we land on a three-point spread. So, I, have, you know, all right, fine. We'll go Titans cover barely. It's a tight needle to thread. Missed field goal, end of the game. Steelers win 16-14. But I, I'm concerned Will Levis is going to light them up. Right. I'm concerned they're not going to be ready for Will Levis. I think Will Levis is going to be pretty damn good. I said earlier today on PFT Live, Spoke to somebody high up with one of the teams saying he's going to get a lot of people fired because people are going to be saying, why was this guy around at the top of round two? I hear you. Been drafted by someone in round one. So, uh, and it definitely will be him. Ryan Tannehill's out. Mika Fitzpatrick's out for the Steelers. Cameron Hayward is back. He's been out since week one. T.J. Watt never went anywhere. That's the guy that Will Levis is going to have to deal with. But it should be a really good game. It should be an old-school, hard-fought game. That's I right. wish it was going to rain or something tonight. I wish the weather tonight was like it was on sunday for the jaguars steelers game but as best i can
2: tell it's going to be cold cold, right i don't think there's going to be
1: any weather that'll
2: look good all i need is some cold breath coming out that'll make it look like a pittsburgh Tennessee titans football game hard hitting old school like you said so that's good it's cold up here in the northeast i don't know what it is there right now for you in west virginia but you know when i got in the car this morning it said 27 degrees which was the first time it said that in a long long time
1: Yeah, it's 35 in Pittsburgh currently, and it's going to be sunny all day. And tonight it looks like around kickoff, it will be, you know, between 35 and 40 degrees. All right. So uh, weather shouldn't be a factor, but we'll see that, you know, the steam coming out of the players face masks. It's one of those nights should be a great game. All right, let's get to Sunday and Sunday morning. You better get up early for this one. I can understand if you don't get up early for some of the other early morning games. This is the one. Of all the games the NFL has sent to other countries, this is the one to not miss. NFL Network only. Dolphins versus the Chiefs in Germany, in Frankfurt. One and a half points is the spread for the Chiefs. The over-under of 50.5. That's the highest of the week. You're welcome, Germany. You're getting a great game. Who wins this one, Chris, and why? Well,
2: it's a great matchup, right? I think... Hey, Vic Fangio, uh, you know, in Denver, right? Worked with the Eagles last year. I think has a pretty good understanding of how Kansas City operates there, right? So that should be a a tough challenge, I think, for the Chiefs offense. I, I, I don't know, you know, I guess in my heart of hearts, I know the Chiefs offense is good. I'm still not sure how good. I'm not. You know, I think the thing that you got to look at with the Chiefs and yeah, they played eight games is they've had a pretty favorable schedule and I kind of feel that way about their offense and their defense. Listen, we know they're good. I'm not, that's not, that's undeniable, but just how good I think it's still, I'm waffling in that department. You know, the defense, yeah, one of the top five defenses in football, but you know, again, you look at their schedule And you go, well, what offense have they really had to play that's scary? Your Vikings offense is probably the best offense they played all year, right? And they're not even good at running the football. Maybe they catch Jaguars early in the year there. But so I guess I have questions is what I'm saying still in that department. And what scares me about the Chiefs matching up, Chiefs defense matching up against the Dolphins offense is how much man-to-man the Chiefs play. The Chiefs are aggressive. They call your bluff. I think this is a tough team to play man-to-man too much against because of all the motions and the things they do shifting-wise. It just causes too much chaos to be playing man-to-man all the time there. So I worry about the Chiefs in that aspect. Uh, And, yeah, I'm still questioning the overall greatness of the Chiefs offense. Mahomes was horrible last week. That was the worst game he's played in a long time. And I worry that, yes, he'll be a bounce-back week and he might light the Dolphins up a little bit. But I'm going with the Dolphins here in this one. I'm going to go Dolphins 28-24. Fun game, lots of big plays, but they pull it off in Germany. Mm
1: Baby, this one same idea, but the Chiefs get a late touchdown from Mahomes to Travis Kelsey to make the final score thirty-one to twenty-eight. This was the key for me. I thought back to last year after Peter King attended the Buccaneers Seahawks game that was played in Germany. He said it felt like a conference championship game. That that was the attitude. That was the vibe. That was the feeling in the stadium. Well, the Chiefs know a thing or two about. Conference championship games. They've hosted every one of them since 2018 in the AFC. The Dolphins haven't been there. This may be too big of a stage for the Dolphins. This may be too big of a game. They might not be ready for how this one is going to feel. For the Chiefs, it's going to bring back memories. It's going to be old hat. They got embarrassed last week. You don't think that was a wake up call? The Kansas City Chiefs, you don't think Patrick Mahomes took that personally? You don't think he's determined oh, I to stick it yeah. to anyone they play this week, especially Tyreek Hill, who got out and said all that stuff? You know, initially he didn't say anything. And then he goes on his podcast and he talks about how Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL and he's taking these slaps at Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes takes it in stride. You know, you know, he's writing it down like, Ryan Howard with the goatee when he, when he got fired by corporate and prosecuted and was back being an intern at Dunder Mifflin. He was keeping a list of everyone who wronged him so when he's back on top, he can get him again. Mahomes is going to be back on top. Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to get it done. The atmosphere is conducive to the Chiefs winning. The Dolphins, when you've seen the Dolphins get out of their environment, their natural habitat in South Florida, and have to play a good team away from home, what's happened? Yeah. They've lost. Yeah. They have to play a good team a long way from home. The Chiefs are going to be ready for this. Chiefs win
2: 31-28. I'm yeah. glad you picked the Dolphins. Good, good. I'm glad too. It's, it's it, listen, I what you said there that definitely scares me. There's no doubt. You know, this will be kind of the 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 I think one of the the big tests in going, wait, okay, so the Dolphins are gonna be one of those teams that beats the teams they're supposed to beat, but they can't beat any of the teams that are equal to them or maybe a little bit better than them, right? You know, because their schedule, too, it's, yeah, it's been favorable. And the Bills and the Eagles were the two games where you went, well, you know, those teams are every bit as good as them, if not better. Can they beat those teams? And of course, it didn't look good. So I hear you there. It's a big test for Miami. I kind of played it as more of like, they're going to be motivated to kind of finally show, like, I don't know, we, we, we're better than what we showed in those two games that we lost this year. We'll see. It's got a lot of intriguing matchups across the board in this one. Uh, we'll see how that goes. One of the things I don't, I want to, double check too, you know, Xavier Howard, where he's at, that's going to be an interesting thing too, whether he can play, you know, we haven't seen him play in a few weeks, him with Jalen Ramsey, you know, across on the other side of the field is certainly going to change that defense.
1: Yeah. And I haven't seen the injury report from yesterday, but uh, obviously there's a question mark as to whether or not yeah, Howard is available. And it's one of those we're going to have right. to track and watch as we get all the way towards Sunday morning, but don't miss that one. Get to bed early Saturday night. When's the night that we have an extra hour to sleep? To Saturday night. Week? Is it next yeah. week? When no, is it's that? this week. Is it's it this, this Saturday week. night? Yeah, right. Then get get your ass to bed early so you're up in time to watch at nine thirty AM Eastern the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Dolphins All right. are already over there. Chiefs Eastern.
2: are leaving today. Dolphins are a little more accustomed to Do- Deutschland. Acclamation. You know? So yeah, we'll see. Acclamation. <laughs> right. All right.
1: Vikings at the Falcons. Falcons favored by four and a half. Wouldn't have been that way if c- c- Cousins hadn't suffered the torn Achilles tendon on Sunday over under a 37 and a half. It's Taylor Heineke against Jaron Hall with Josh Dobbs in a supportive role, whatever that means. Chris, I have a feeling we're going to go three for three when it comes to disagreeing on games.
2: Oh, well, damn. Yeah, because I ain't picking the Vikings. I could tell you that much. All right. There's slugger. That's not happening. Um, Yeah, I think Heineke is going to be a boost for the Atlanta Falcons football team. I do. I think it's going to finally open up the field for the Atlanta offense a little bit, and you're going to get to start to see the running game of Atlanta finally be what it's capable of because teams aren't going to be able to just go, well, you know, they can't throw the ball, Ritter's all over the place, we'll just stop the run. I think it's going to open that up. You know, I, I have so much respect for everything in Minnesota, I really do. You know, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Flores, all that. I just don't know if I trust the quarterback situation quite yet. I don't doubt that they might be able to make Hall look respectable as this year goes along and really, you know, be competitive still to a degree, right? But I got to see it first before I'm going to pick them in a football game. Uh, Falcons, I think, bounce back this week. I think get a little bit of an energy boost from the quarterback switch. I'm going to take them 24 to 13.
1: As you might recall, back when the Vikings were looking for a replacement to Mike Zimmer, I was all in on the idea of Chris's good friend Jim Harbaugh being hired in Minnesota. I thought he could come in and make an impact right away, as he did in San Francisco. I was lukewarm at best about Kevin O'Connell when he first arrived. However, as time has passed and I've seen what he can do, and more importantly, I've heard – What he says. I've watched him during games. He has a great way about him. And the thing that really sold me on O'Connell happened on Monday when he said at his press conference this isn't a challenge, this isn't a hurdle, this is an opportunity for everyone to step up, for everyone to put in the effort and do what's necessary. He gets that connection with Jaron Hall. Hall has the whole week to get ready to go. They liked Hall coming out of BYU. They made him a fifth-round pick. You go back and watch his highlights. He's got a lot of mobility. He's gutsy. He's not very tall. But you reconfigure the offense a little bit, and who knows? And I look at that defense. The defense has been forgotten in all this. The, as you've said, Chris, regardless of what their record is this year, they're better than they were last year defensively. Far better than they were defensively. Not that it was going to take much to be better than they were last year. Last year, caca, clearly, for the Vikings' defense. But, you know, when Cousins went out and the Vikings' offense was stuck in neutral, the defense kept answering the bell. The defense kept making plays. The defense is in the position to become the heart and soul of this team down the stretch. And I guarantee you Brian Flores spent the week telling his defenders, we have the opportunity to carry this team. We have the opportunity to lift it into the playoffs. Look at what happened last year. It was all offense. This year, the defense is going to take over. That's where I think the Vikings are going to prevail. On Sunday, 20-17, Vikings win the game. Don't ask me how they're going to score points on offense. I think they will. The key is they're going to hold the Falcons in check because they're going to take it as their own personal mission to step up and replace what the team is missing without Kirk Cousins. Yeah,
2: ooh, I mean, this is this is we haven't had a start like this all year. It's it's we got a civil war going on here. I love it. Good, zero for three. Let's get let's keep it rolling here. Seahawks Ravens battle of the birds. Who's the biggest baddest bird of this group? Well,
1: I think we're gonna agree on this one because the Seahawks are the team that has settled into what were you, you were saying earlier about the Dolphins. They win the games they're supposed to win, and then they enter the arena against a great team, and they're just not ready. I think that it's too much to ask the Seahawks to go to Baltimore to face this Ravens team that is getting better each week, that is ready to separate from the pack, at least in the division, if not in the rest of the conference. And there's no shame in losing this one if you're Seattle. Seattle's already exceeded expectations this year. We're going to learn a lot about them this month and into next month. I keep talking about that four-game stretch that starts Thanksgiving night. That's just three weeks away. 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. Holy shit, Batman, for the Seattle Seahawks later this month. But it's holy shit for now having to take on Lamar Jackson and company. I just don't think they're going to be able to handle it. There's no shame in it, like I said. What's my score for this one? 28-20, Ravens over the Seahawks. Too much on offense, too much on defense. Seahawks good, not good enough to go in and steal this win.
2: Yeah, I, I you know, I have a, I have similar sentiments, and and you know, I'd it, be interested to see you know the big trade the, the Seahawks made and Leonard Williams and how much he plays this week and you know can he digest the defense a little bit? I would imagine he plays to some degree. Just how much? I think that'll be a big factor in helping him out not only this weekend or and and that stretch you've talked about. You know, that that's you know, they're they're they need to be able to stop the run a little bit without compromising their secondary and being so aggressive on defense. And I think that's why they did it, because of some of those teams they know they have to play. If they get to the playoffs, you're gonna have to play teams with some really good old lines and the Cowboys, the Eagles, the 49ers. So I understand that. But I'm with you in that I just don't think they're ready for this. I, I, I think the Ravens, you know, quite possibly are the best team in football. I think they got it going right now. I know you heard me say earlier today, you know, I, McDonald, the D coordinator for the Ravens, I think is head coach material. I think their defense is the best in football. When I just look at players and scheme and combined it all together there. And I think the offense is continuing to go in the right direction here. You know, I I guess – you know, I could see Seattle's defense giving Baltimore some problems here and there. There's, They got some big-time playmakers. What I really worry about is Seattle's offense. I still think it lacks a little creativity. They're still not solidified up front all the way. And they just go through moments of, like, we don't see them for a period of time. Like last week, you know, the Cleveland started out kind of hot. And then, I mean, literally do nothing in the second, third, and almost the whole fourth quarter until the very last drive of the football game. There's been a lot of that this year. We've seen them struggle against the Bengals. I think their offense is going to have a problem against this Ravens defense. I'm going 27-17 Ravens.
1: All right, so we agree on that one, both as to the winner and as to the cover by the Baltimore Ravens. And that's one, frankly, I'm considering very seriously for a best bet, which means Seahawks will win. Straight up. Cardinals at the Browns. The Browns, great defense. Offensively, who knows what's going on. Deshaun Watson was limited in practice on Wednesday. The Browns are favored by eight. Clayton Toon apparently starting this weekend. Kyler Murray fully participated in practice on Wednesday. For whatever reason, they are keeping him on ice for now. Browns, again, favored by eight, over under 37 and a half. Chris, do the Browns get their fifth win of the season?
2: Uh, the Browns are impressive. They let one sneak away last week they did they should have they should have beat seattle you know i think they outplayed them and they they kind of messed the game up with their offense you know that's something that they need to be a little bit more aware of when you have a defense like that i mean it really should be like hey offense just let's not fuck the game up that's goal number one and you know with the late interception and then the early strip sack fumble early in the game those are two things that gave the the Seahawks 14 points where you go their defense was fine all day like you'd stop messing it up with their defense I think it's a tough spot for the Cardinals on the road you know cold windy day Cleveland Ohio by the lake rookie quarterback against this fucking defense are you kidding me I don't see a lot of I, – I got respect for what the Cardinals are doing. I think their defense will probably give the Browns some issues there. But all in all, I just don't think the Cardinals offense is going to be able to do anything here. And So I'm going Browns 21-9 to nine in this one. I got 24-17. I think the Cardinals will do a little bit, but
1: uh, you know what? I'm being too favorable. Let me go 24-13 Browns. I'll take four points off the board for the Cardinals, and even that may be too much. The Browns need to win games like this if they want to be competitive. They can't fall down against a team like the Cardinals or they're done. This is a disqualifying game if they lose it. They don't get considered for the playoffs. They don't get taken seriously if they lose at home to the Arizona Cardinals at a time when the Browns really need to get a win. So we agree on this one as well. Uh, We both have the Browns covering. We both have the Browns winning. And we move on to the Rams at the Packers. Not long ago. Playoff game, Matthew Stafford before that, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, yada, yada. Stafford likely won't be playing with that thumb injury. Jordan Love not yet proving himself to be worthy of being the next standard bearer behind Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. But the Packers are still favored by three and a half in this one. That tells you what the odds makers think about Brett Rippon, 38 and a half over under. Chris, who do you got?
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not holding out hope that we don't see Matthew Stafford still. I mean, just knowing him, right? I mean, you know it. You say it all the time. He's one of the toughest guys in the sport. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he got out there. I am picking the game as if it's Brett Rippon, right? Um, I don't like what I've seen from the Packers. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, I really don't. I mean, they couldn't move the ball in Minnesota last week. I, I get that. They had issues. I think this Rams defense is, is every bit as good as Minnesota last last week. I think they're going to pose problems for him that way. The Brett Rippen thing's really the big question here, you know, because like I would no doubt pick the Rams to beat the Packers if Matthew Stafford was playing here. I, I'm I'm still going to ride with them. I'm going to play that they manage Brett Rippen and that he's played enough football, and he's comfortable enough in that system to the, where they can win an ugly defensive struggle type of football game. I just got no faith in the Packers and what's working there right now. I don't, and I do think this Rams defense is damn good. I do think the Rams will be able to run the ball on the Packers a little bit, which could make life easier on Brett Ripien. I'm going to go 17-14 Rams.
1: I've got, and uh, let's see, I closed it. Now I'm going to open. I got 21-17 Packers. I think that this is just one of those all hands on deck, red alert moments. The Packers have to win this game. Otherwise, the whole season is going to be a disaster. They're playing a backup quarterback who is overmatched, frankly. If they can't pull it together and win this one, it's a pride game for the Packers. Matt LaFleur will be beside himself, even more than he was beside himself at halftime of that Thursday night game a few weeks back when they were getting stomped by the Lions. This is one they have to win. This is one they need to get the most out of Jordan Love. This is one at home. They just can't have this. It can't happen. Also, we've got the LaFleur brothers' latest yeah. crossing of paths right. with Matt obviously coaching the Packers and Mike, the offensive coordinator now of the of the Rams. Last year it was Mike when he was with the Jets. They came in to Green Upset Bay and the, the Jets won that game. I just don't see Mike stealing another one from Matt. Twenty-one seventeen Packers. All right, Buccaneers at the Texans. Buccaneers a little extra time to get ready. Texans favored by two and a half at home. Over under is forty. Texans are a weird team. Yeah, they lose when they should win. They win when they should lose. What the hell's going on with them? The Bucks I think have more potential than their record would suggest. Who do you like in this one? Yeah,
2: this is a this is a coin flip type of football game. Right. And, you know, one thing I'm mad that I didn't kind of talk about last week and in, in that football game was like Vita Veya, him not playing him, not being healthy. Right. You know, he he didn't participate again. The Bucks are a different defense when he's not there. And that's a position we overlook a lot of the times. When these great defensive tackles don't play, uh, these teams aren't the same. Like, we we, 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 if it was a receiver or a corner, we're always like, well, they might not be the same with them. We need to do a better job. I'm talking to myself, too, of going like, hey, wait, one of the best fuck-up-the-play guys in football might not be playing. That defense might not be looking the same. So I, I got my eye on that. This is a this is a tough one to pick, right? I, I think ultimately where I'm going here is – Houston being, you know, at home, ugly game last week, right? I got a little more faith in them as a total team right now. I think they're a little more balanced in their offensive attack as far as they can run the ball. And then we know C.J. Stroud and company are pretty damn good too. Last week, that Carolina defense is good. It gave them problems. Uh, but the other thing is with the Bucks, I'm just like – you know the Bucks can't run the ball, and I don't think they're built enough to, to and creative enough in the pass game with Dave Canales as OC that they're going to tear anybody up with their pass game. I'm going to go with the Texans twenty to seventeen. I don't feel comfortable about it, but they're at home, and I think they bounce back this week.
1: I remember last week when the Rams were getting ready to play the Cowboys, and you picked the Rams to cover in that game. And one of the factors we both were considering is this idea of Matthew Stafford coming back home to Texas. And there's an extra little something, especially when you're a Texas guy. It means a lot to be a Texas high school sure. quarterback. There's a little extra to it. You played college football there. You got a flavor of what it's like. That's right. You know how that whole thing goes. That Texas quarterback. It's fraternity. the way of life. Well, down this there. week, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Ba- Baker Mayfield's coming back to Texas this week. And I don't think Baker Mayfield gets the credit he deserves for what he's done this year. I think he was spectacular last Thursday night against the Bills. I mean, he tried to will that team to victory. If they had 11 Baker Mayfields on offense last night, and eleven or last Thursday night, and 11 Baker Mayfields on defense, the way he was playing, the effort he was giving, they would have won that game easily. He was more impressive to me in defeat last Thursday night than he'd ever been to me in victory. So I think you know, with a couple extra days, understanding the stakes here, they, they lose a fourth in a row, and they start slipping out of the conversation in the NFC South. They can still win that division. They're still arguably the best team on paper in that division. This is a gotta-have-it game. Baker Mayfield going back to Texas. 23-20. Buccaneers win. And end this three-game losing streak and get back into the mix in the NFC South. So we disagree again. Oh, great baby. ended up being. Woo. It will be even better if Sunday goes... My way, you know what will happen. However many we disagree on, it's
2: going to be 6 happen. No, and no but it's another. not going to happen gonna this be, week. It's it's gonna so I'm going to dominate this okay. one. Sorry, right. that's not happening. All right. <laughs>
1: commanders at the Patriots. The Patriots. How are the Patriots' favorite at home? Well, they're playing the Commanders, who apparently have folded the tents on this year as they prepare to scrap the current operation. And Josh Harris, the new owner, goes in and rehires or hires everyone from all key positions to move forward. Patriots again, favored by three over under 40 and a half. Who do you got, Chris? Yeah. I I mean,
2: even with the trades, I mean, Washington has still got talent on the football field. You know, I said this yesterday, a little bit on my podcast, Mike, I mean, it's over for Ron Rivera. I mean, I I almost feel like for him, he should just quit and be like, it's over. I know you guys are going to fire me. It's done. I mean, when they trade away Montez sweat and chase young, it's over. They told, they're telling you it's, it's over. So you know, I feel like that in itself is a big letdown for the Commanders football team. That kind of speaks to the locker room and the whole organization about where they are right now. Now, their offense has still got some playmakers. We know that, right? But, damn, I don't know. The, the Patriots defense is still good enough. I think they understand how to – they understand Eric bien offense. And then this is the kind of – the commanders' defense is is not very good. This is the kind of defense that I think Mac Jones and and the the Patriots will have a balanced attack on and be able to move the ball and have some points. I'm going to take the Patriots to win twenty
1: four twenty. I oh, oh wow, I, I, it was time. We were overdue twenty four twenty. Same score I have. This is one that the Patriots, who are the worst team right now in the AFC, this is one that if they can't win this, they may not win another one at all. They're getting the commanders at a time when everything is feeling kind of wobbly. And, you know, the players are saying all the right things because they still want to go out and win. They want to go out and play for pride. But they're they're hamstrung now without Montez Sweat and Chase Young, both gone like that on Tuesday. And I, I think it's just a matter of time before Rivera is fired and Eric Bieniemy gets a chance to audition for the job next year why not let him be a head coach for four five six games just to see just to evaluate what kind of a coach he could be gives the the ownership something to think about as they move forward with a new coach in 24 i think that's coming and it's probably coming sooner than later especially if as we both believe the patriots win 24 20 all right the last game in the one o'clock window bears at the Saints. Saints favored by 8.5 with an over-under of 41. The Saints surprised us both by going to Indy and winning. The Bears did not look very good on Sunday night against the Chargers. Biggest spread of the week at
2: 8.5 points. Chris, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Saints. I, I am. I, You know, 8.5 is a little much for me, though. I, I will say that. I do think the Bears are going to be able to run the ball in the Saints a little. I do. You know, the other thing, too, is the Bears, you know, I – they're going to make Derek Carr in the pass game beat them. They've kind of gone like, hey, we're not that good. We're not going to let you run the ball on us. And we're just going to play man-to-man every play. And we're going to make you make throws into kind of tight man-to-man coverage. And as we know, Derek Carr and some of those, they, he can be a little gun-shy at times, pulling the trigger into some tight windows and things like that. All right, so I think the Bears are going to hang around and make this a little more interesting than we probably all expect. I'm taking the Saints to win, but I'm not going to take them to cover 24-17.
1: Yeah, I'll go 28-21, Saints. I I think that the Bears aren't as bad as the team we saw on Sunday night. The game got away from them early, starting with the Darnell Mooney catch, and he wasn't down, and all that weirdness. Now, I know they had the issue this week with the running backs coach leaving abruptly, but I I, I think that they'll keep it close. The Saints, if they don't win this one, it's just like if the Browns can't beat the Cardinals at home, the Browns aren't to be taken seriously. If the Saints can't beat the Bears at home right now, the Saints are not to be taken seriously. The Saints, I think, win, and I don't think they cover. I'm with you. Uh, So that's it for the 1 o'clock games and the thursday night game and the early sunday game we take a break when we return the late afternoon games headlined by the first of two games this year between the cowboys and the eagles more pftpm and chris sims unbuttoned right after this
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: Do not forget on DraftKings Sportsbook, this season new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every single day. Download the app and use the promo code PFTLIVE when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. The crown is yours. All right. Sunday afternoon. Colts at Panthers. Good thing they aren't playing this at 1 o'clock. No one would pay attention to it at 1. Guess what? No one's paying attention to it at 4 either. The Colts favored by 3. The Panthers got the win last week. There were a lot of road favorites last week. The Colts one of just two road favorites this week. Do you like the Panthers to get two in a row? Do you like the Colts
2: to turn things around over under 44? Chris, who do you got? There's a lot of things here that you know. I could sit there and go, yeah. I could see the Panthers pulling this off. You know, one, I mean, you you know, I think highly of this Panthers defense and EJ Evero, right? I mean, I think Bryce Young and company look good on the offensive side of the ball last week. It's going on the an upward trajectory. The Colts defense is crumbling right in front of our eyes and everybody's starting to destroy them on a weekly basis. You got Frank Reich, who's going to want to shove it up. You know what on the the Indianapolis Colts a little bit there too. There's that motivation that scares me. Having said all that, there's only one reason I I just can't do it. I can't take the Panthers. I'm going to take the Colts. And the biggest reason is this it's just that the Panthers have not been able to stop the run all year long. Right. And, you know, Maybe if there's a team that's, okay, we can only run the ball and we're not that exotic in the pass game. The Colts can throw the ball too. Shane Steichen is unbelievable. Shane Steichen in the run game is right up there with Shanahan as far as creativity and stuff they do there. And that's where I just think the Carolina Panthers are in trouble. Uh, the, the, the Colts are on fire running the ball lately. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, so I'm going to go Colts in a close game because I think the Panthers will be motivated because of Frank Reich, but Colts 23-20. Oh, damn. It's a three-point spread. Uh, yep. So got to go one way or the other. 23-21 Colts. Or- 23-21 Colts. 23-21. All right. All right. Taking the Panthers to cover. Look, I'm going to take the
1: Panthers to win. 16-13. I, I agree with you that Frank Reich is going to be extra driven to stick it up Jim Ursay's butt sideways. That is part of this. The delegation of play calling Thomas Brown worked last week with the upset of the Houston Texans. They had the bye week. You know, what are they really playing for? They're playing for pride. They're playing for the future. They're trying to lay the foundation. They're trying to develop Bryce Young. You turn one win into two. And it would have been great if Anthony Richardson could play. We could have seen Bryce Young go against in consecutive weeks the two quarterbacks that the Panthers could have had instead of him. Gardner Minshew is my concern, and we're both Gardner Minshew fans, and I thought, hey, this is great. This is an opportunity for Minshew to lay the foundation to go be a starter somewhere else, and he played well earlier in the year. Hasn't played well the past couple of weeks. Yeah, Not loose. good at Jacksonville. Yeah. Not good at home against the Saints. I think the Cleveland Panthers game are going to this one off. Yeah. 16-13. Yeah, so I, it's it's unfortunate. I thought the Colts could hold it together, but alas, it was not to be. Not like the Panthers are going to – Put themselves in playoff contention, but a little momentum, they moved to two and six with the sixteen thirteen. Should I go All the right, other Giants way? The Should
2: I not pick Carolina to sp- pick cover the spread? You know, right, it's to, up to just you, to man. make it. It's up to you.
1: I thought your hand was off the checker.
2: Yeah, that's okay. Hands I'll off the it. checker. Yeah. All right. All right. Good.
1: Giants at the Raiders. Somehow the Raiders are favored by a point and a half after a short week turmoil, coach fired, GM fired. My camera, something just happened there. My return froze up, but I guess we're okay. Well, you're, anywhere, you're there, anywhere, right
2: we can see you. Unfortunately, Raiders are
1: favored by one and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Over/under <laughs> is thirty-seven. <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. They're gonna have to bleep a bunch of bad language today. Who do you like in this one?
2: Like, I, I don't know. I mean, what the, what the fuck is going on? How are the Raiders favored by <laughs> a point another. and a half? I mean, how, how is I that? I don't know. I can't pick Daniel Jones is coming back. That's what I mean. I I can't pick them. I I, I know that the Giants offense is nothing special or anything like that. You know, the Raiders defense is respectable. As we see, as you saw last week, they hang in there. They're well coached by Patrick Graham. They really are, you know, but, but with this type of week, all these distractions, a rookie quarterback playing against, let's not forget the Giants defense is not, it's really good. It's really good. So I'm going to go with the Giants. I don't think it'll be easy. It's going to be ugly. But I'm going to take them 20-14 to 14 to win this game.
1: Yeah, I got the same thing. I feel like it's a trap. I know. I, feel, I got 27-20. I think it's going to be a little looser, a little higher scoring. But I, I saw, what does Vegas know? What do the odds makers know? What does DraftKings know that we don't know that would make the Raiders favorite in this game? by a point and a half. It makes no sense. It's too much turmoil. Wasn't it Wasn't it the Jets or excuse me, the Colts last year with Jeff Saturday didn't they beat the Raiders? Yes. Went in the first game for Saturday. Right. See, the the problem is the Raiders don't get to play the Raiders. If the Raiders <laughs> were playing the Raiders, then they could win this game, but they're not having a team that's going to walk in there and just kind of hand it to the Raiders. I mean, the Giants aren't far from what the Raiders were last year, but I think the Giants hold it together Daniel Jones back, get a win, stay on the fringes of the contention in the NFC. All right, the big game at 425 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, Cowboys at the Eagles. The Eagles, best record in the NFL seven 7-1. They're favored by three. The over-under is 47. Chris, who do you like in round one of this home-and-home series in the NFC East? Uh, I, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm not picking against the, the Eagles anytime soon. I'm not. They're just too damn good. They really are. And, you know, I broke my own rule a few weeks ago when they played the Dolphins, and you know I'm always a guy that's like, hey, when it comes in doubt, the team with speed and the team with size, I like the team with size. And that's, again, advantage Philadelphia Eagles there in that department. You know, the big thing is, and we hit on this on PFT a little bit, the Cowboys are ultra-aggressive on defense. They have a bunch of people at the line of scrimmage. They want to play in-your-face man-to-man. And to me, it, that's just, it's almost impossible to beat the Eagles that way. They're going to have to hope the Eagles make a blunder. Jalen Hurts fumbles, does something you know that has been happening a little bit more than we're accustomed to this year is Jalen Hurts being very loose with the football. He's up there in the league leader in turnovers in that department as far as interceptions, fumbles, all of that. But... You know, I just think Dallas is compromised with the size of that Eagles offensive line like we talked about last year, like we talk about all the time. And then, therefore, it's going to be man-to-man on the outside with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, who, like you said earlier today, is an MVP candidate, right? So I, I, th- that advantage goes to the Eagles. The other side of that ball, you know, Dallas's offense was better last week. They were more aggressive down the field. And and trying to you know open the field up a little bit, even when they wanted to throw the ball short, they send people deep and cleared it out and let somebody work underneath. I think that's a much better you know um, formula for them altogether. But th- that's only one week. The whole year that I've come away going, oh, Dallas looked pretty good, and this is a different ball game here with the with the with the Eagles defense. This this is one where I just go. The only way the Eagles lose this game. Is that if Jalen Hurts, stripsack sack, fumble, or Dallas can create some sort of defensive touchdown. And I think that's everyone's goal when they play the Cowboys. Just don't let that happen. The Eagles are smart. They're good enough not to let it happen. 30-21, to 21, Eagles. 30-24 to
1: 24 is my score in this one. And look, if they were playing in Dallas, I'd pick the Cowboys. Point we made during PFT Live. Jason Garrett has been mentioning this all year. You get the Cowboys out of AT&T Stadium, off of that fast track they're a different team. They're going to be on grass in Philly, hostile environment. And for the Cowboys, the formula is get up by two scores early and then just go crazy. Just just go nuts. Let the defense, when the offense becomes one-dimensional because they need to score points because they're down double digits, just go after them, and it gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. I think that's what would happen potentially if they were playing this game in Dallas, in Philly. Closer game. Eagles prevail. 30 to 24 and move to eight and one. And we'll continue to have the best record in all of football. Let's take a break. When we return primetime games headlined by Bills Bengals Sunday night football. Ooh, baby. We'll talk about that next on Chris Sims unbuttoned and PFTPM.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up?
2: Don't forget, on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code UNBUTTON when you signed up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Hello.
1: Hey. Here we are. Hello, Houston. Hello, Cincinnati. Hello, Sunday Night Football. The Bills at the Bengals. And remember, starting last week, the Bills have every game until week 17 in a big spot. Primetime or standalone or 425 Eastern. This is round two. They barely held off the Buccaneers last week. The Bucks made a late effort to try to steal the game. This week, they go to Cincinnati. The Bengals blew out the 49ers, 31-17. Bengals favored by two in this one, only two points, hmm, 49 and a half over under, only two points,
2: only two. Chris, do the Bengals win? Do the Bills win? What's the score? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the, you know, I, I, you know two points, I, I understand that. And I think the Bengals' defense is probably still being questioned by, you know, betters and the sports books and all that type of things. I get that. I'm kind of playing that they've turned the corner here and they're gonna, they've been playing better football you know, as of late. Before the bye, they started to play better football. Last week, of course, I thought they were very good against the 49ers. They really were. Brock Purdy, you know, this is where the game is messed up, made some of the best plays I've ever seen Brock Purdy make in that football game. Uh, and if he didn't, I mean, they might have got blown out. I, I'm one right now that I'm, I'm riding the Bengals on the upward trajectory like we've seen the previous two years. The O-line was great last week burrow had time burrow's ability to be healthy and run around those four or five plays a game that he does that for an offense that you know i don't think is exactly schematically overly creative or anything like that it really helps that out let alone their offense has grown joe mixon looked great all right and i'm gonna go with what we saw last year you know, this everybody's got a team that they don't match up well with. The Bills love to play zone defense. Joe Burrow is the best zone defense zone quarterback in football. You can't do it, as we saw last year. He picked them apart, and I'm not a believer yet in the Bills' offense. I was a start last week with what we saw against the Bucks. They did spread the ball around. That's ha- I'm happy for that, and hopefully that can continue here. But this game. You know, at home in Cincinnati, that place is going to be going crazy. I'm riding with the Bengals 28-20.
1: Yeah, I am as well, and I think the Bengals cover. I've got it a little closer, 28-24. Joe Burrow is 100%. Joe Burrow is back to being Joe Burrow. These are the moments he thrives in. These are the moments where he steps up and plays well and elevates the team around him. This is their opportunity to put everyone on notice that they are going to be a factor down the stretch. And, hey, Chiefs, you better watch out because we're coming at you again. So, yeah, I think that, that the Bengals, I'm surprised it's only two points. I think the Bengals win at least by three, if not by more. And also, we haven't talked about Josh Allen. He didn't practice on Wednesday. He's got a shoulder injury. He's banged up. And we go back to these issues with the Bills' offense. They didn't do anything on that side of the ball to beef up at the trade deadline. They have added Rasul Douglas. Linval Joseph signed earlier today. That's not going to be enough to make a difference in a game like this. The Bills are just barely hanging on, and they're a couple losses away from this thing falling apart. And one of those losses is coming on Sunday night. We both agree on that one. Monday Night Football: the Chargers at the Jets. The Jets are they fresh out of shamrocks up their ass? I don't know. The Chargers are favored by three and a half points in this one with an over/under of forty. Chris, who do you have?
2: Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, it really is. You know, I mean, the Jets defense we know is damn good. I, I, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be able to move the ball consistently on them. You know, throughout a game, I don't. You know, the big question is just the Jets' offense and what it can do there. And even though you know I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Chargers defense, you know that. Um, but this isn't necessarily the the toughest task in the history of football in slowing down the Jets offense. I think it really all comes down to is you know will the Jets be able to run the ball in the Chargers? The Chargers have been okay at stopping the run this year. It's been you know getting diced up in the pass game and stuff where you just go. Like, how the hell did that guy get that open against them? That That's the thing you worry about with the Chargers. I've kind of gone back and forth with this football game. I have. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I I just don't trust the Jets' offense yet. I don't. And I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. I'm going to take – I'm not going to have them cover – but i think their offense has enough answers to move the ball and kind of just surgically pick apart the the jets that way i think that the chargers protect well enough in this one that herbert'll have time and the jets d-line won't ruin the game right you know so that's where that's where i look at it but it's the jets offense that i really question and i think with staley getting you know, looks at that offense last year when Nathaniel Hackett was in Denver and everything there, I think only helps him out. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I don't feel comfortable about it. I mean, yeah, 20 to 17 Chargers, excuse me.
1: So, so, we disagree on six games straight up so far. In order to avoid a 3-3 wash to make sure that one of us prevails this weekend, I will take the Jets. It's not the reason I was going to take the Jets. I was going to take them anyway, but it makes me feel even I went back and it. forth I want to this be one. Yeah. I want one of us to win. Yeah. I want one of us to lose. The Jets are becoming kind of like the Steelers. Hang around, hang around, hang around, find a way. Right. And they found a way against the Giants somehow. I think moments like that just give them more confidence. That's the thing about football. As the season goes along, I say it all the time, who you are at the end of the year is going to be far different from who you were at the beginning of the year. And one of the reasons that you become better is you become confident. You get a win that you shouldn't have won. You become confident. You get another win that maybe you shouldn't have gotten. You get more confidence. I think the Jets are going to have that quiet confidence. Look at what they did Monday night back in week one, somehow beating the Bills on the night that Aaron Rodgers suffered the torn Achilles tendon. And then... At MetLife Stadium last week, taking out the Giants when they had no business winning that game. Here they come, back to the same place, in prime time. There's just something about it. There's something about the Jets right now where they're finding ways to keep winning games while they wait for Daddy to come home and take over and push them as far as they can go into the postseason. If they get there, 24-23, Jets win, late field goal by Greg Zerline. And we're going to be talking about it on Tuesday, saying, how in the hell did the Jets do it? That's my prediction.
2: I, I hear you. Listen, that's what scared me. I literally have it written down Jets 20 to 17. I wrote down Chargers 2017. I started to write Jets again, and then I crossed it out and went back to the Chargers. It's, I, I certainly could see it playing out. It won't be a best bet. I'm not betting on this game. Because that, what you said, I mean, the Chargers are a team that finds a way to mess games up, and the Jets are on the other end of that spectrum where they kind of hang around, like you said, and pull one out way too much. Very scary, for sure.
1: All right, let's take a break when we return. Best bets, or as it applies to us this year, worst bets, and our Folsom Prison Blues selections when we wrap up. Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPM Joint Mega Picks Podcast next. Chris Sims Unbutton, PFTPM Joint Mega Picks Podcast. We disagree on seven games straight up. We only disagree on three against the spread. So, time for best bets. We each pick three. We have been caca so
2: far this year. We try to be uncaca today. Chris, you're up first. No, you're up first. You go first. Always oh, putting me first. Go I ahead. Know. Let me hear it. who's your first one. Oh, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Screw you then. I'll take it first every time. I am
1: going to focus, I'm telling you now, spoiler alert, we got four great games in four separate windows on Sunday. Yeah. My best bets come from those four games. Oh. I'm going to start <laughs> yeah. with the nightcap. Okay. Give me the Bengals giving two points to the Bills. I don't know why the hell the spread's only two. I think the Bengals win that game by at least three Maybe seven, maybe ten. The Bengals ready to make a statement in primetime, Chris.
2: Sold. Sold, counselor. I will double down on that with you. So that's probably the kiss of death, and now we will fuck that up for everybody. But I'm with you. I'm riding with the Bengals All right. as well.
1: Working my way backward, the Eagles only given three to the Cowboys. This is a bad spot for Dallas. They're not going to blow out the Eagles. The Eagles are going to keep it close Throughout. And they're going to find a way to win. I got 30 to 24. The Eagles only giving three. If the Cowboys were at home, I'd feel differently. I like the Eagles to win this one and cover.
2: Damn, I'm going with it. Sold counselor. I'm, I'm going the same way there. I'm I'm with you. I, I worry a little bit that the, the Cowboys are so desperate to prove they can beat the Eagles and they run trick plays or whatever else. But I, I I'm with you. I'm going Eagles as well.
1: Now I'm going to go to 9.30 a.m. on Whoa. Sunday. Morning. The Chiefs favored by only one and a half. Give me the Chiefs. Tyree Kill going to get a dose from Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are going to step up and vindicate themselves for last week's embarrassment in Denver. Damn! The Chiefs win the game and cover.
2: Ah, that's, that's a gutsy pick right there. I can't do that. I did think about Seahawks-Ravens because I do like the Ravens. Six points is a lot. I don't feel good in it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go. I'm attacking your mother effing Vikings. That's right. Here we go. Falcons, okay? I'm taking the Falcons to cover the spread. Good. 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 All
1: right. Folsom Prison Blues. I'm taking. Give me the Saints over the Bears.
2: I'm Browns over Cardinals. See you next time. See ya. Screw Florio. Root against them.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?